0: You're listening to From the Front Lines, a special podcast from WUFT during the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast provides daily updates on Florida's response to coronavirus, with a particular focus on north-central Florida. In addition to news and important information, From the Front Lines will feature a member of the community who is working to keep the community safe or running during these challenging times. Hello, I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and this is From the Front Lines. Here are the most recent COVID-19 numbers from around the state. Alachua County has 92 confirmed positive cases of COVID-19. There have been no deaths and 14 people hospitalized as a result of the virus. Positive case numbers in the north-central Florida region include 53 in Clay County, 30 in Marion County, and 23 in Citrus County. Statewide, there are 7,773 positive cases of the coronavirus with a reported 101 deaths. Governor Ron DeSantis has issued a statewide stay-at-home order limiting movements to essential services only. He says the move is in response to the Centers for Disease Control issuing a 30-day extension to its social distancing guidelines. If you're engaging in essential activity, uh, okay, if you're not, uh, then you're going to be protecting yourself, your family, and your fellow Floridians better, um, you know, if you stick close to home. Uh, I see some of these stories around the country where you kind of have like, you know, someone steps out and like someone wants to get them arrested. Look, at some point, you know, you, know, you do need to just exercise good
1: judgment.
0: DeSantis has been under increasing pressure to institute a statewide policy. The governor is citing the Department of Homeland Security guidance on what services and sectors are deemed essential. The order takes effect Thursday at midnight. Alachua County is evaluating the order, but wants residents to understand that the county emergency orders remain in effect and must be complied with. One homeless shelter in Gainesville is still providing meals for people who live on the street. Executive Director of St. Francis House Lori Schiffbauer says clients who are currently residing inside the shelter are still being served inside, while their day clients are being served outside.
1: We are now serving folks that are day clients in the parking lot. We have tables set up there. We have cleaning stations set outside.
0: Even though people are seeking meals, Shift is continuing to follow safety guidelines from the CDC.
1: We are only allowing 10 folks in at a time into the area that we're serving meals or rotating people in and out to make sure that everybody's receiving the food that they need.
0: Shift says none of the residents in the shelter are showing symptoms of the virus, so no one has been tested, but that the shelter is prepared if something changes. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to escalate, one blood will begin the process of transfusing plasma in hopes of aiding patients who are suffering from the virus. People who have recovered from the coronavirus can donate their plasma as the antibodies can be used to give victims of the virus some hope for protection. University of Florida Professor of Anesthesiology Bruce Spees compares blood donating and plasma donating. The plasma that we give you would therefore have the antibodies to fight the virus, but that's not the same as donating a unit of blood. While OneBlood plans to begin collecting plasma from qualified donors in the coming weeks, blood centers like IT and LifeSouth are still encouraging the public to donate blood. The U.S. Coast Guard has directed all cruise ships to prepare to treat any sick passengers and crew on board while being sequestered indefinitely offshore during the coronavirus pandemic. The new rules require daily updates on each ship's caseload. They also come with a stiff warning. Any foreign flag vessels that loiter beyond U.S. territorial seas should try first to medically evacuate the very sick to the countries where they are registered. Many of South Florida's cruise ships are registered in the Bahamas. The Coast Guard says shoreside facilities are stressed and patients may be more comfortable being treated on board. Another day and State Attorney General Ashley Moody is warning of another COVID-19 scam. Scam messages state that people won't get their coronavirus stimulus check if they don't fill out the 2020 census. The message includes a link to a fake website directing people to give out personal information. In a video release on YouTube, Moody says the government is never going to reach out and ask people to respond with census information to get their stimulus money. Floridians need to know the stimulus money will be directly deposited into your bank accounts or a check will be directly sent to you. You do not need to respond to unsolicited emails, text messages, robocalls with personal financial information to get stimulus money. Moody also says government officials won't reach out to Floridians to get financial information for the census as well. With the turn of the calendar to April, that means the 2020 census should be officially underway. Except in many ways, it's not due to COVID-19. The census is very important to communities as accurate counts impact financial allocations for the next 10 years, for things like infrastructure and social programs. WUFT's Anthony Montalto spoke with Assistant Atlanta Regional Census Manager Marilyn Stevens about how they'll be able to execute this year's count amidst the coronavirus
1: pandemic. My uh, first main question here is uh, kind of the big picture. What effects on the census are we seeing from the coronavirus? Well, as you may be aware, that we have suspended all field operations because they required public contact. So many of the operations that we can do by phone at home is that those operations are being done now. Other ones that must be done in the field are on pause until it is safe for us to go back into the field. However, our households, are not affected by that because they can self-respond online at my2020census.gov or by phone, 844-330-2020, or if they receive a paper questionnaire in the mail, they can respond by mail by completing it and giving it their their, um, envelope to a mail carrier. So in that respect, we can still complete the census, um, and we can still um, follow our one of our schedules of self-response. So good to know that the census isn't going to be too crazily affected by this whole thing, but uh, has that affected hiring? Yes. yes. One of the things is that we had already started selecting staff. Um, We've been, you know, selecting staff for various operations. When we take a census in the country the size of ours, there are so many operations uh, that go on in the background that nobody hears about except those persons that are selected to work them. So we had to suspend some operations because in some places uh, we don't mail anything. We literally hang the letter and the questionnaire on their door. So uh, when we uh, uh, pause those operations, uh, we no longer were doing that. So those staff were, uh, were assigned to other duties that could, they could work from home. Okay. So so people are being reassigned to work from home, even if they've already been hired. And uh, is the Census Bureau anticipating any issues with accuracy because people are now working from home? Well, no. Uh, one of the things that we're finding, is you, uh, you may know, uh, to date, 50 million households have completed the questionnaire, uh, either online, um, by phone, or by mail. And that's excellent. The national response is uh, 36.2%, and the response in the state of Florida is 35.7%. So uh, we're happy that households are completing the questionnaire. We have school districts uh, that are sending messages to parents. Uh, some school districts are including um, a census a lesson in their uh, virtual classroom instruction. Uh, elected officials are sending out uh, notices on social media. So there is an all-in effort uh, to get residents to understand that census data is is used for emergency preparedness. Um, Healthcare programs to, to decide where uh, community healthcare clinics will be located, uh, as well as person staffing for personnel, uh, the national nutritional program uh, for school lunches and breakfast, all of those things, uh, SNAP, WIC, highway construction and and planning, affordable housing. So as all of these various uh, issues uh, are being brought to to the fore. During this pandemic, people are understanding how the census affects their daily lives. Okay, and I think that's all I have for you, but is there anything else that you would like to add? Yes. Respond to the census today. Census day is not like tax day where you have to do it by midnight. Uh, You will be able to self-respond over the next few months, but we want you to do it today, and we want you to challenge uh, your friends and your relatives and your neighbors uh, challenge, I'm challenging my friends in other cities and states to, that we will have a higher response rate um, in South Florida than they'll have in their city or in their state. Well, you know, and um, so these are things we want people to do: post things on social media. My family has completed the census. I like the census um, Facebook page and get some of those frames for your pictures that say I, I have, I have, I've been counted or or my2020census.gov. There are a lot of ways that we can all become ambassadors for the census. Remember, we have once every decade to reset that pipeline of resources that we will uh, experience throughout the decade.
0: From the Front Lines is a production of the Innovation News Center at the College of Journalism and Communications at the University of Florida. Thank you to our producers, Taylor Levesque, Daniela Mora, Anthony Montalto, Josh Williams, and Melissa Fato. And a special thank you to Matt Abramson and Craig Lee for their work behind the scenes. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have a story to share from the front lines, please send an email to news at wuft.org. That's news at wuft.org. Join us tomorrow for another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez. And of course, thanks for listening.